Big idea. Worship is not a product or service I demand. It is the product of a life fully surrendered, submitted, and committed to Jesus. Our weekly identity statement, I am a Christ follower, therefore, I don't make God walk where I go. I walk humbly with God. And our memory verse, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. In the Old Testament, the temple of God represented God's presence. Prior to the temple, the tabernacle was the temporary place where God's presence dwelled as a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Exodus chapter 13 verse 21. By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. In fact, the earth is described as the Lord's footstool. And that's not a derogatory statement, as though we puny earthlings were only deserving of being the place where God rested his dirty feet. Instead, it's a picture of the connection between heaven and earth. Where is God's throne? In heaven. If God is sitting on his throne in heaven, and the earth is his footstool, where are his feet? On earth. In other words, God himself is connected to both heaven and earth, and through our connection with him, he is connecting us from earth to heaven. Then, as we talked about two days ago, on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came on all the people who were gathered and praying, being obedient to do what Jesus told them to do. We find that in Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all gathered together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So, in the Old Testament, God's presence was symbolized by the pillar of fire. When God's presence in the form of the Holy Spirit came, it was visibly seen in the form of tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of the believers. Were there visible, literal tongues of fire? Yes, I believe so. Why wouldn't there be? Whatever it was, the best description of it was tongues of fire. Over their heads were tongues of fire, little mini bonfires. When did this happen? When they were all gathered together praying in one place. The Spirit came on them when they were unified in prayer. Also, it wasn't until after the Spirit came on them that they each started speaking. Then they each started speaking seemingly in a different language, each in a different language. They each had their mission they performed as an overflow of being filled with the Spirit, which happened as a result of being together in one place and praying. 2 Peter 2, 5, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. All that to say, as we gather together, we become a spiritual house, a living temple. As we gather together, we offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. 
In the Old Testament, it was the tabernacle or the temple where spiritual sacrifices were offered. Now, it is us, the spiritual house that God is building, made out of his people that becomes the living temple, and that is where spiritual sacrifices are offered. If God's presence was in the temple and in the tabernacle, and if the New Testament writers taught us that we, the body of Christ, are the living temple, doesn't it stand to reason that we are where God's presence dwells? In fact, our times where we are gathered together are transcendent moments where there is a unique and divine connection between heaven and earth. God himself is there in our midst. This is why it is so crucial that we understand who we are there for. We aren't coming to worship ourselves, and we aren't coming to get something out of the service for ourselves. In fact, our gatherings are called a worship service for a reason, because we gather to serve God in worship. And it is in these moments when we lay down ourselves, sacrifice our agendas and pursuits, that we begin to experience a world where God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. When we are surrendered, submitted, and committed, God is free to move about our gathering as he chooses and do whatever he wishes. It is in this attitude that we become open and receptive to God's miraculous power. Not by demanding him to move, but by getting out of the way and giving him lordship of the moment. From this, as we come together and experience the supernatural power of being in God's presence, our little bonfires for Jesus become a blazing furnace, burning away the chaff and refining us for kingdom mission and purpose. We become more like Christ because those parts of us that are still like Adam get refined and refused. Then, when God sends us out on mission, we become little temples where God's presence dwells. We become kingdom delegates through whom God wants to work, where God wants to be present not only with you, but through you. You and I become these vessels for heaven-on-earth moments. We become God's footstool, and through our connection to God, through the living temple, people experience heaven through us. Our daily scripture focus, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Imagine being in that room on Pentecost. Imagine having spent the last 50 days or so praying together, waiting with this group of people, being obedient to Jesus' command. Now imagine hearing a violent wind coming into the room. Imagine seeing the tongues of fire over everyone's head and then hearing everyone speak and yourself speaking in different tongues. Now, imagine the same thing happening at our church on a Sunday morning. What would that be like? Second, reflect. Have you been trying to be the solo living temple without being submitted to the living temple God has been trying to build you into as a part? Next, repent. Spend some time praying and ask God to change your mind and heart about each one of these areas. If you have sought to make the worship service about your personal preferences and desires, repent of that. If you have been trying to be the temple of God in your own strength, repent. And finally, thank God. Thank God that He is with us and He is with you. 
Thank God that He wants to be present in your life and in the communal life of our church. And thank God that He has bridged the gap between heaven and earth.